Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are your hosts. <laughs> are you going to wear that mask the entire time, Chris? <laughs> I got to cut back on my smoking. I'm that man. <laughs> we, are, we are here to review the Justice League movie. And we actually have uh, Batman himself. No, not Ben Affleck. It's Chris. You can find me at DCComics.com. <laughs> not online, just at the headquarters. <laughs> we I, have also own, have... I have my own cubicle. <laughs> we also have sharing the uh, the ho- co-host couch, the host it's, couch. It's, 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 yeah, it's the host couch. <laughs> Fultron. <laughs> What's up? Oh, man. I found Chris in the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> He's not coming back for a long time. I knocked him out pretty cold. <laughs> we just got done watching. <laughs> that dude can take a punch. Justice League. <laughs> He's pretty tough, that guy. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good fun, a lot of bad guys in that guy. He can, he can hold his own. Dane like showed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a really interesting review. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty late at night. We're all pretty crazy. We just got done watching that movie, which we will discuss later. Hey, if they saw what we saw, they'd be in the same mood. I'm just gonna give you previews. It's not as good as Thor. (laughs) (laughs) There's your review, everybody. See you next week. (laughs) That's like every movie from now on. It's just not as good as Thor. (laughs) (laughs) On a scale of zero to Thor. Yeah. I don't know. Last Jedi was good, I guess, but (laughs) no Thor. (laughs) Not as good as Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> what does oh, this even sound like? Does this man. sound serious? I probably I don't know. I, you probably should take it. Off. Go ahead and take it off. Okay. Put it back on. Maybe whenever we yeah, go for the review. The, the review. I gotta get get my Batman on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I love that it's a visual gag in an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's like literally no one li- other than us three like are are able to laugh at this joke right now. <laughs> the massive Batman mask that you have on. So I just want to tell that story real fast. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into the theater not wearing the mask. So like I bought this mask uh, a couple years ago for this night specifically. No, no literally oh. I bought it. Kind of. I, I saw it at Target and I was like, I can wear that to the next Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it. <laughs> Wasn't it on like extreme it was, sale? Yeah, it was normally like thirty bucks. I bought it for fifteen or something. I was like, so it's literally it's been sitting on like in random places around my house, just waiting oh, for this God. day. <laughs> you are a gift to this world. You. <laughs> Then it's just sitting there waiting for the day that Chris picks up the cowl. Yeah. <laughs> he requires so, him. The world requires Chris to become Batman. I, I like. I got to the theater and I'm like, they're totally gonna make me take this thing off when I get in there. And so I didn't wear it in. I was like, still like, ah, should I have brought it? I don't know. You promised the people last week on the, ep- yeah. the podcast that you would listen. You would wear that so mask. I walked in and John's like, "Where's your mask?" I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go get it now." Can't can't let everyone down. Can't let my brother down. <laughs> so I walked in and I made it like from the doors through the line up to like I was waiting for uh, for food. And the security guard waltzes up to me, puts his hand on my chest, mind you, and said, "It's a nice mask, but I'm gonna have to ask you to take it off." <laughs> people, people panic. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, man. And so you took it off, and then they wouldn't let you pass oh, yeah, like, the like, ticket checker. And then the ticket checker is like the smallest person in the world. She was like, and she's like, and like, I'm sorry, we don't allow masks in. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so you okay. took it back out to the car. Like, it's not like I was causing a scene. Like, I was like, no, so, I'm not taking it so, off. So, but it's not like, it's not like that is the moment whenever they would work. Like, they have to preemptively do it. So that way, whenever it gets dark in the theater, yeah, I don't, you like, don't put throw it on. on a mask. <laughs> throw on a mask and wear a cape. I <laughs> run around, you know, up behind people. I'm Batman. <laughs> no, it totally is. It totally, I, I totally understand it. But I mean, I get it too. Time. You know, I mean, you just don't want people to be creepy. I didn't feel like I was being creepy though. <laughs> Chris, but that's the thing. Like you're wearing a mask. It's a different world under that mask than that's it is true. outside of it. You know, it's true. So anyway, <laughs> that's that story of the mask. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's one of the things you've been up to. What well, else has everyone been up to this specific week? Oh, we finally did the raid in under two hours. Yes. How Everything went well, man. An hour and a half? I mean, uh, it was longer than an hour and a half, was but it, like it, it wasn't two hours. One hour, 59 uh, Yeah, minutes. hour, 59, 59. <laughs> So we honestly didn't have that much trouble. No, the good. most trouble that we had was we had like some uh, some weird hosting yeah, like server connection issues. issues. Always, dude. And it was like it it's wasn't like even like one days. It wasn't even as glitchy as it was last time inside no. the actual thing. But people just kept getting kicked. Yeah. Um. And it was it, it just was, well, it, and it was wouldn't have mattered really mm-hmm. except we were trying to do that challenge, um, the challenge mode in yeah. the gauntlet. Mm. Otherwise, they could have just joined again and it would have been fine. Yeah. Um. But we were trying to like do different roles and stuff. But yeah, we did that. That was fun. I like that. I, I, mean, like, get, I like getting better at things. Um, I th- on Tuesday, Rocket yeah. League came to the Switch. Yeah, and it- my life has changed. <laughs> I, uh, I I now am able to play Switch anywhere, like uh, or Rocket League anywhere on the Switch. Like I, I was playing in bed. It was great. I was watching TV while I was playing. It yeah. was it was a good time. It, uh, the uh, the the Switch for uh, uh, Rocket League for Switch is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I um. I don't know if it's just the people I'm going up against. I'm worse on it than really? I am on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm better on it. I, I mean, maybe I'm just playing the wrong modes, but I was getting owned pretty hard. It, it, it's <laughs> uh, you could just be like getting partied up with people who don't know, like who, this is their first time ever playing Rocket League. Then I feel like I would do better than them. I mean, not are, get crushed by. Are them. you doing solo stuff like solo no, queuing? I, no, or? solo's maniacal. I don't do that. <laughs> I I crazy solo. people do that. <laughs> I love the solo queue. But yeah, so like I'm just saying like your teammates may not know what's what's up, you know. Uh, that, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh but yeah, dude, I was surprised. Like I honestly don't know what I expected it to be, but it's Rocket League on Switch. I mean, you can tell when the, when the there's a pro. I mean, everyone says they're a rookie now, like, you know, who's playing on Switch at least. Right. And you can tell when there's a pro that shows up cuz they're flying <laughs> through the air and yeah. like knocking the thing in and bouncing it off a wall and it still goes in. I'm like, "Oh, man." You know what's happening? <laughs> you can't stop this. <laughs> They're just showing off at this point, you know, yeah. for, for the people on uh, on the switch. Um, but yeah, dude, the uh, it, the it's interesting because you can definitely tell on certain maps, like certain courts, that like the switch is underpowered or whatever, less powerful. Like you can tell on all of it, but it keeps the the gameplay like super smooth. Yeah. Um, and then it changes the resolution, like a dynamic resolution solution for depending on like right. how detailed it is the map or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's weird because like, um, I think you mentioned this, uh, the pings crazy low on it. like at all times. Yeah. Like, I feel like lower than the Xbox was sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, 
the frame rate's super consistent, which is awesome. I don't see a lot of people skating around the maps, which is good. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, like, like I don't. It still looks really good. It doesn't look like pixelated or anything right. like that. We're not talking like that. It no. Just, you, know, like you can tell like the you know it's just not as detailed necessarily. Yeah, like on on certain maps on your Xbox or whatever, mm-hmm. even without like on a standard like Xbox or PS4, like you can see the individual blades of astroturf. Yeah. Whereas on oh, this, no. it's like you can't see the individual blades of astroturf, but it's like you can tell that this is supposed to be astroturf. The hair yeah. effects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the the dynamic uh, astroturf. All of Scully's hairs move independently. <laughs> I just remember, like on the uh, that the Tomb Raider, yeah. Whenever they were like, "We have a dynamic engine built specifically for her hair," and then we like load up the PS4 version, it's like her hair's like standing straight up in the air, yeah. and it's like <laughs> great engine, guys, great physics on the hair. <laughs> the well, hair actually, team deserves a raise. So because of uh, the One X, I've been going back and playing Tomb Raider, <laughs> yeah. the Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one, and it's so funny because. Like, you can tell that they just were like, we have to get the hair right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that is, like, their main goal because nobody else's hair in the entire game moves an ounce. Yeah. And hers is just, like, it's like she's underwater. It's just, like, yeah, it's just angelic it moves pasta. on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> angelic brunette pasta just well, that's flowing why they call, freely. That's why they call it angel cool. hair it's pasta. <laughs> it's, like, it, that's what it is, man. But it's, um, like, but it's funny because there's other, like, female characters in this game and none of them have, their <laughs> hair doesn't move at all it is yeah. like like hairsprayed to the max i will say like that's the big like that's one of the big tells in like it, whenever you encounter like a, a game versus whatever like they can't get the hair exactly right and yeah. i remember like whenever monsters inc originally came out like pixar being like hair is one of the most difficult things to do and we have a character that's covered in it and then so they like you know they have like a big expose about all you know in the special bonus features well, i remember watching them be like we programmed all the hair in each individual strand we made this thing and i'm like i don't i know you guys spent a lot of time on this but like i just i mean Sully's a cool character I don't, I don't really care about how that's you like did Pixar's it. thing. Is they're like, we found the most difficult thing to do, and we did it a million times in one movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess like, so right after like Disney bought Pixar, Disney put out not right after, but shortly after they put out Bolt. Yeah, and I was watching behind the scenes on Bolt, and there's for quite a while in the movie. The dog, the main dog, and the cat are tied together by the leash. That's right. Mm. And I remember the animators being like, "If you ever want to hate yourself, tie <laughs> wow. your characters together with an object." So the and like they had like it was a mixture of like physics engines, but then also hand animating this leash to make of it course. work. And then the next movie to come out is Pixar's Up, where they have an old dude tied to a kid <laughs> tied to a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the majority yeah, yeah. of the movie. And I was like, you Pixar, you're a jerk. <laughs> I love I, I love the idea, like, whenever whenever that happens, like, whenever Disney finally, like, bought Pixar, you could tell, like, you immediately could tell that, like, they started trading technology. Yeah. You know, where it's like, so one movie gets one thing right, and then it's like, all of a sudden, that sort of shows up, but better over here on this yeah. other side. And then it's like, you trade it back to the other side, you know, it's like, oh my god. Gosh. Those are my amazing. favorite stories. Like, because I, I feel like everybody can kind of relate. Like, especially if you like do anything creative, where you're like, never do that. That was a stupid decision. It yeah. was like the most work <laughs> ever for like little payoff. Because you all you get you get like so deep into something, you're like, how did I get here? Why am I doing this? <laughs> it's like this uh, is the worst. The the uh, Trey Matt and Trey oh, yeah. South Park talking about <laughs> making te- uh, America. What is it? Team America World Police. Uh-huh. They're like, we will never ever do another effing marionette movie in our lives that was 
terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like the that. video game process, like apparently, yeah. like they they had to like scrap that game so many times, the first one. Well, the, and, then, well, they and then they're like, it, we yeah. won't ever do that again. And then they announced like the the second uh, yeah, one. Yeah, and that, well, that's always the thing, you know. You're always, you know, you get Daniel Craig being like, I'm never gonna be James Bond again. Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, he's gonna be James Bond. <laughs> Two sacks of cash later. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh man, it speaks but, to me. But yeah, the role speaks to me. <laughs> Rocket League on Switch, awesome. Agreed. Um, I've also been I I've, I discovered, and I don't know what, how I missed it. The X Men TV show or the uh, the like uh, the the Gifted, which is on I think Fox or whatever. Oh, is it? Any it's good. It's uh, it's it's post X Men in the X Men world basically, and so it's a whole new group of mutants. They're on the run from the government and all this stuff. Like it's it's a uh, like I just just was on Hulu and then there it was. I was like, what is this? And I just started watching it and then got into it. It's Why is fun. The government always against mutants. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't they be though? I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I Cause like, is, it, is the gifted the one that has the dad from alias in it? I don't know. It's got Amy Acker in it. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Oh, I don't um, know who either, any of these people are. You guys didn't watch Alias? No, I did watch. A- I did watch Alias. Sorry, um, I don't have anything against it. But I, I don't remember don't that character. He was the dad. He's got like one weird ear. Played Daddy Warbucks in the Annie remake at one point. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up, and okay. we're gonna confirm whether or not this. Is, he was in Argo. <laughs> this dude is the dad from from, uh, from Alias. Speaking which I haven't of, thought of Alias in a long time. That's a that's a decent show. Yeah. Speaking of Annie, for a minute, let's take a little jaunt. <laughs> That's a musical. There was a musical we saw a uh, preview for tonight with Hugh Jackman. Dude. What'd you think of that? What was the deal with the previews? I don't know. They were all, except for Jumanji, except for the, was terrible. Well, no, no. The uh, silent. Uh, oh, that looked a awesome. Quiet Place. Good oh night, gosh. dude. What in the heck is that? I actually watched that today. Uh, uh, our mutual friend from work, James. Uh, yeah. Sent me the link at work, and he's like, "You have to watch this, dude. It looks so good." I watched it at my desk, and I was like, "I." When he knocks over the lantern, I freaking jumped out of my seat. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this movie looks insane." Who's making that movie? I don't know, but I, I feel like it's a nobody, and it's just going to be. It's going to be one of those I was, films that just like blows people. Away. I was waiting for it, like. I was like, oh, please don't be a Shyamalan movie. Please don't be a Shyamalan movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was thinking the same thing because it did have those vibes of yeah. like... Just because it was like... It had like the like village one, vibes. Yeah, it had yeah. like the village vibes. And it was just like, you know, like everything's not how it seems. It's like if you took the the feeling of the village mm-hmm. with the T-Rex scene in Jurassic Park... Mm-hmm. And, and 10 just, Cloverfield Lane. And 10 Clover and just like spanned it over like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. Like that's what this movie is gonna feel like. So I mean, like I was also sitting there and I kind of was like, whenever, whenever like something bangs on the house or whatever, I was like, oh, oh man, this could be a like a Jurassic Park movie or whatever, <laughs> and I would be totally okay with it. Cause like I do feel like the Jurassic Park franchise is one that you could take into a completely like a left turn and be like, oh, here's a here's a, a really weird like small scale take on what that could be and like have multiple things going on. Of course, you know, I don't think they'll do that because they like no. to remake, you know, the, the same kind of big global. The dinosaurs are going to take over or like whatever. What was, it? What was movies, it So a quiet place. Let me see. And it starred. Is this the guy you're talking John about? Krasinski. Yes. Okay, he is not in that in that oh, okay. show. <coughs> I'm so sorry. The, the uh. gifted guy. His name is Stephen Moyer, and he's not in anything else I have seen. John Krasinski directed it. He directed it. Yeah. 
And that, Emily Blunt is his wife, right? Uh-huh, and she's so in they it. play they play husband and wife in the movie too. That's awesome. This is going to be a really interesting movie. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am sold it's on it just on, from that. On IMDb, it just says plot kept under wraps. Yeah. Could okay. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. 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 It's this isn't associated with Bad Robot in any way. Like this couldn't be another Cloverfield Cloverfield movie, right? Cloverfield three. No, I don't think so. I, okay. It's too much like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ah, I, okay. I don't think JJ would allow that makes sense makes sense yeah. it just says trivia written by scott beck and brian woods for paramount who submitted the script to john krasinski to star his wife emily blunt also read the script and then wanted to co-star in the film dude i mean that's awesome that's great all the other trailers we saw garbage except for jumanji yeah jumanji jumanji garbage still looks fire like, dumpster <laughs> trash jumanji <laughs> What's funny about Jumanji is it looks like good but bad, like bad good, like where it's like, oh, this is this is like knowingly campy, you know? Oh, and yeah, definitely. Uh, and so like that's why it's gonna be good. And then and then there's Rampage. <laughs> Remember the video game from the nineties? Wait, is that is it based on that? Yeah. Yes. What? But loosely, right? I don't know, man. It, I don't remember oh, it I, don't, I don't remember so bad. The, the big giant. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I mean I remember like a big uh, lizard, uh, a big ape. I don't remember a big wolf. Maybe I do. Do you I remember know. the rock? <laughs> no. I, I don't know. <laughs> What's funny I don't want to like, remember him like this. I so thought that, yeah, I thought I'm, that, I'm, I'm a rock fan, but like uh I don't know about this one. At the beginning of the trailer, I was like, oh, this could be like a really heartfelt kind of like uh, you know. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Movie. It was so stupid too. He's like, You're hurting my friend. I'm just like, what? He's a nine foot tall albino gorilla. Why did what well, the mean, heck is going well, on? I can totally understand. Like if he if he like if it makes him like the chemicals like make him smart or whatever. Through like, buildings. He's like, no, he's just he's he didn't want this. Like <laughs> cool. But he's in it now. Yeah. Like you gotta put him down, man. Dude, time to trank the sucker. Like, Sometimes <laughs> dogs eat chocolate. I'm just not I'm just not sure. <laughs> I'm honestly just not sure, like who greenlit this th- and who was like oh people are really into this you know this is this is going to be the next big trend giant animals fighting I each mean, other look at this. in the, the city three of us who love video games yeah did you get that it was a video game no and i knew well no i didn't until it said rampage and i was like oh well, right right but you knew what rampage was yeah, right yeah. but you didn't no, know i didn't remember Cause i was like cause ram- you just pull like a random word when out you of the, make thin air when you make anything. a movie Geared towards people who will get the movie, and only two thirds of the people get the movie. Yeah, you made the, the wrong the movie. movie. Yeah, and then, and none of them, and none of those three people are like. You should have made yeah, Mortal this, Kombat or this something. This looks good, you know. Actually, watch that. That'd be good. Yeah, but yeah, so Power Rangers. I have also been watching this week. Um, I have been watching Downton Abbey on. I like just discovered it's all on uh, Amazon Prime, oh. which is amazing nice anyway so i I'm, I'm catching up with that one i dropped off after like season three really good show if you haven't watched it it's an amazing show you should watch it i found out earlier do you guys watch new girl a uh, little bit i've been wondering i'm like why is new girl not on yet it's like not on my dbr or anything like that this is gonna be the final season mm-hmm. new girl there's a few like like whenever that happens, like I I feel like I should have known about things sooner. Sometimes, like where yeah. like they are like, oh, this is the final season of the show. And I'm like halfway through the season, and I'm like, You're great. Like, what? So, oh, um, I, well, the weird thing was, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Like last season felt like the final season of that show. I was like, they're gearing up. I I totally thought it was just going to end. Mm. Um, not just like abruptly, but it felt like they were coming to a natural close on a lot of storylines. And the main thing being spoilers for last season. 
main thing being most everybody's moving out of the apartment, which is the catalyst for the show in the first place. Right. Yeah. Um, but it didn't feel it didn't feel like a a you know like when Friends and on Friends when they're like everybody moves away, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like as contrived as that. It's just kind of like you know everybody's stories are kind of progressing. Um, but they they didn't, and I was like, okay, well maybe this is going on for a while, and then now it's like it's the final season. I mean, you wonder like, is it like half a season or is it like I don't a know. full episode order? No clue. I mean, because they usually that I just show saw a is... post by um, the actress who plays Cece um, of her and Zoe Deschanel and uh, said something about being the last season, shooting the last season. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That's a bummer, but Brooklyn Nine Nine's been awesome this year. Oh yeah, I've been watching that. I love it. I've been keeping up with that. It's super fun, man. Those characters, like what's. The development from season one on all of those characters yeah. to like to now is amazing to me. Yeah. I, I in a in like a half hour comedy like that, everybody is like develops incredibly well. Yeah. Vastly different places than they were whenever they started, which yeah. is great. So we're gonna review the I almost said Batman versus Superman, nope. but I'm glad we're not reviewing that again. <clears throat> but we're about to review Justice League. Mm. Mm. But first, the new- The news. I have no news. <laughs> so the destiny news, though. Like oh, that's, destiny. That's, yeah, uh, I thought we, we were literally talking about that before we hit record, and so I figured we were talking about that in yeah, the sure. news. So if you're if you're into destiny, they uh, Bungie did a live stream this week mm-hmm. and talked about the new expansion, the Curse of Osiris. <laughs> what all was covered? Like, so they covered some things about like the <clears> raid, <throat> and then some things about like the story and stuff like that. But like, what was the the? Because they're having like a series of them, yeah. And so, what yeah, was yeah, this one's too. main focus? I mean, this is definitely tip of the iceberg stuff. Uh, they opened with the. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the opening cinematic, mm-hmm. kind of like they did with yeah. the campaign. Yeah. Did it seem cool? Yeah. That's awesome. Seemed, seemed pretty cool. Uh, the ghost that is with him has a name, and I don't remember her name. Ooh. But uh, she's... Wait, does Osiris talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and and she's she's very snarky and fun, and I like her. Uh, and then they revealed uh, like some of the social space. I think they showed like some gameplay footage. Very cool. Talked about on Mercury, right? Yeah, the, they're going back to Mercury. Did they say why we need a new social space? Mm-mm. Okay. I think each in expand didn't. Was there ever an expansion with Destiny One that didn't come with a new social space? Uh, yeah, Crota's End. Crota's yeah. End. Yeah, you're right. The first one or Dark Blow. Whatever. Dark, Dark Blow. Blow yeah. 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 Interesting. Eris just showed up in the tower. So you wonder if maybe one of these two this year won't come with one of the one. But also, it's on Mercury, so it's like we have a lot of those assets. I mean, it's already they created, do. It just gives so. me another place I have to go. It's true. Load into and load <clears> out of. Like I'm glad we stopped going to the farm. Yeah. I mean that's well, it's not. That's true. Uh, actually, I don't know if it is a social space. Now that you mention it, like there's if there's vendors or anything like that. There is a vendor, but just like there is on like IO, oh. and it's Brother Vance. Brother so, Vance so is it's your, probably more like a is like a public event space, like a yes. a social like a, a open kind of world esque kind of location. I mean, it would just be like the EDZ or IO or like cool. all that stuff. So cool. Uh, what was the little like? I think somebody said that there's you go through some kind of portal to get there. From where? Um. So that part I'm a little fuzzy on, but okay. I, I know that like, so the dark forest that they've been referencing mm-hmm. uh, is actually a place where they ha- the Vex have access to all different times. 
Mm. And so Isn't that can... what's below the shard? Oh, or no, where no. the shard was? Is that the Lost Forest? No, no this is on Mercury. That's the Sorry. Dark Forest. Sorry. <laughs> Get your forest right, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's, there's so many forests. Um, the Misty Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Misty Eyes of the Valley Blue. Uh, but yeah, so like when you walk in there, there's like, um, you're there in present day. There's a future portal and a past portal. They didn't Ooh. take us there, Ooh. but um, there's some cool potential for stuff like that. That sounds so. awesome. Yeah, I and mean, I love I love investigating the Vex more. They're probably my favorite enemy type. Oh yeah, just because there's time traveling robots. Yeah. you know, and like that's that's super fun. I like the idea of the, the past versions and the future versions converging into one location. Yeah, we that's should really rate. Cool. Okay, so now with with Destiny Two, the Cabal used to be my my least favorite enemy. What's what's your how do you rank the enemies now? That's a hard call. Um, it, it even include like Destiny One, but I mean, Cabal from Destiny One are definitely the worst enemy. Yeah, um, yeah, enemy type. But I feel like they are vastly improved in Destiny Two. Like it's yeah, I don't mind them in Destiny Two. I think uh, the most underutilized in Destiny Two specifically are the uh, the Hive. Well, yeah, well the Hive. But there's like lots of interesting things about them, but they haven't changed them at all. Is right. the, was my thought. Well, they're only like in these like the the public event space or the public spaces really like, well i mean no... there's there's a couple strikes that have to do with them um and a couple oh, adventures yeah, that have to do with them yeah but yeah. i mean i mean we did get a bunch of stuff about them yeah on titan specifically i mean like but it's more like leading you down the road i, I don't know like what we're gonna do with the hive i think cause... like i don't like fighting in destiny 2 i don't like fighting the taken at all interesting they just annoy that Heck out of me. They haven't changed those a ton either. Like they haven't like from from the Taken King expansion. They didn't. They basically took lifted those and then put them here, but with a couple of different animations. One now. more scion splits into two in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that yeah, in Destiny two, the the Taken probably are my least favorite. I, mean, I think I think the uh, I don't know. I feel like everybody else needs a, a good like once over, other than the Cabal now. Like I feel like they need to do the cabal treatment with almost yeah. everybody else. So like the ne- this expansion is going to be about the Vex. Yes. What's the next one? Have, have they said or have they implied? So the next one has the symbol of the War Mind, which um, might be Fallen. Because uh, the Fallen are right. inside Os- or uh, what's his face on Earth. Oh man, Rasputin. that's true. Yeah, because of the uh, because the of where Siva. we left it with uh, Siva. Yeah. Um, there is strong predictions that it will have to do with, uh, Anna Bray. Mm. That's right. Uh, well, there's that whole secret room in the tower. Did you, I t- who did yeah, I take yeah. there? I took you there. Did I take you there? Oh, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen okay. it in a, my name is by yeah, video. That's super weird. That's <laughs> a super weird spot. Yeah. And it's super like glitchy in there, which is really interesting. Like the, whenever you're trying to inspect the, uh, the pad or whatever, it's really hard to actually inspect it, which mm. is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so this one, it's, uh, all about the Vex. And so I'm, I'm excited about like seeing more with the Vex. Um, the raid, the, they talked about some of the raid stuff with the, uh, with the news. Yeah. And so no new raid. Sort of. Not a new, it is new. I mean, it is what it's they said content. it was going to be. It's new content. New mm. raid content. It exists in the same location as the other raid, but it is completely new. New encounters, new boss. Which there's new. something about this one new that says loot. something about the underbelly. So I feel like we're going to be running around down there doing things. Interesting. Yeah, they showed the entrance, which is, you know, the... Uh, oh, are those side rooms? Nope. The first level you go up, there's that huge door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you oh, know how you have so to go... This is completely different then. Yeah, you, you have to go up 
two levels to get to the launcher right mm-hmm. now. The first level you go up, there's that huge door. It'll yeah. open automatically for you now. Interesting. Cool. If you go into that that raid encounter. I so. see. That's super interesting. I mean, like that's something that, that is cool. Like they've made this uh, the the raid area super huge. And so I would, you know, with uh, being able to expand to like open some more of the doors that aren't open, that seems like a cool idea to me. Um, and have like different encounters in there. You wonder if maybe they would have other enemy types, like because maybe this one has something to do with the Vex um, or some such thing like that. I don't don't think they did a great... I mean, I didn't watch the stream, but at least from like the internet's reaction, I don't think they did a great job explaining it because like the way that people are reacting is like, well, we couldn't do a... We couldn't do do a full raid, so we just decided to throw this together. Like that's why people were acting like they portrayed it. So... Datto addressed that in his video and basically said, if that's what you think, then you're not looking at the whole picture. Like, this raid was designed yeah. to be built upon. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you can't tell me that they just decided this yesterday. You know, no. like, this has to be yeah. part of a content plan and, like, it's building on itself. Like, I think this raid is the most thought through raid they've ever put together. Agreed. And I think it, I is, it is built to scale. They want it to scale, and they were like, we're not going to release. Like, we can't, we don't have the manpower or the time or the bandwidth to put out new raids, like two raids a year. Yeah. Let's do one raid that can be scaled mm-hmm. and give them new raid content. And I think it's me. genius. I think yeah. it's cool. I mean, in this one, like, it's geared around it being an arena and you yep. proving your yourself to it. And so I think, like, in a, in a, um, canonical sense, like, it makes a lot of sense too. Like, it, and it, feels like they've built this entire destiny to the entirety of the the game that we have right now they've built it around expandability and it built it around like this whole thing so um whereas like with destiny one it felt like the expansions literally were just like oh and then here's this and here's this you know that sort of thing rather than uh it being something that they had thought through all of the way um they just kind of like moved as they went and adjusted as they went with destiny one whereas here it feels like they definitely have like a roadmap that they're working off of. Yeah. So, other news that you had. Yes. So, Battlefront 2 has been in the news quite a bit. The gaming right? news, for sure, yeah. Yes. Um, Sports so, microtransactions. Yes. Um, and so, basically, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the problem was, because they've changed some things, but the problem was you pay for this game. Yeah. Full price game. Full price game, but you don't get all the heroes right. in the right. game. Well, they're you either not have immediately, to, yeah. Right. You either have to put in 40-plus hours worth of game time to get them mm-hmm. or pay real-life money. Yeah. yeah. So it's essentially like somebody's asking you, like, oh, what, what's, what's worth more to you your time or your money and then like choose which one for this these right. like upper well, level character, and, characters and I, that are on their own marketing and things like that and so. i think like just to be fair you know like ea is like well this is not play to pay to win but whenever someone has paid like literally hundreds of dollars to buy all these characters and you're going up against them in multiplayer they just paid to win right i'm sorry like sure i don't have to but i kind of do or at the yeah. very least they paid to play with the character there that will make you win that will that will make it easier for them to win because like right. you, can, you can be like oh i'm really good with darth vader but i'm not very good with any of the other heroes so i'm going to pay for darth vader and then they can win better that way yeah, you know? I so think, yeah i mean it, it, it feels it feels really shady and you also had to like save up for them so you had to like basically stop your character progression multiplayer mm-hmm. character progression in order to do it yeah so so here's 
here's kind of what's interesting is that uh, EA went on uh, Reddit and posted a response to why they did this. It has since become the most downvoted comment <laughs> on the entire site of Reddit ever. Yeah. Um, and so now you just lit a flame under the gassy pool that is the Angry Gamer Network. <laughs> and uh, so now you have all these Angry Gamers. Then out of nowhere comes this game developer for EA. Quote, unquote. Right. Who says, I'm keeping track of the death threats and I'm keeping track of how many people have harassed me. There's a lawsuit brewing, right? That gets it's like seven death threats or something like that, right? So that gets the attention of all these news outlets, and then what's the guy's name? Jason Schreier from Kentucky. Jason Schreier decides to do some investigating. Finds out this guy (laughs) most likely does not even work for EA and never has. Yeah. So, but I feel like that point is a little like null and void. Like it's 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 kind of a moot point because. What it does is shed a little light on, like, the issue of how people respond to things they don't like, mm-hmm. right? So, the just because the guy may not be an EA developer <laughs> does not detract from the fact that gamers don't know how to calm down, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, here's my philosophy. I was going to buy Battlefront 2. Mm. Then I heard about this. Yeah. And, now I don't want to buy Battlefront 2 anymore. So yeah. how do I tell EA that I don't like their game? Probably don't buy Battlefront 2. Don't buy Battlefront 2. And I think like also <clears throat> the other side of that, like there's lots of people who are like, oh man, <laughs> but they but they did they put it in the single player campaign that we wanted. How do we, you know, how do we and so I, I also but think there's there's a lot of like you can choose to not put in any money to this, you can choose to not put any time into the multiplayer, whatever. Like there's other like there are ways that you can tell them by the numbers statistics that they care about that you know, like, buy it but, used from so GameStop. You just said like but I really want to play, <laughs> right? So, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You right. can't buy the game and then complain about the game. If if I don't like the game, the best way that I can tell the the developer, or the publisher that I don't like their game is to not buy it, to not give them my money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yelling at them on the internet may get them to change their game, but now you have, like, it doesn't make friends mm-hmm. out of the situation. Right. And not that we all need to hold hands. But now you have this hostile environment between developers yeah. and publishers and gamers. Yeah. And it's like, this is supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. Like, in order for it to succeed, we all have to uh, contribute to the process. And if we don't like what's going on, the best way to change it is to not commit to that process anymore. Yeah, well, like, like yeah, this, I, I, like, I like this issue because, like, there's multiple layers here. Oh, to to that point, you know, like so, you don't like microtransactions, then don't buy mi- microtransactions. Yeah. If loot boxes made no money, they'd stop putting loot boxes yeah. in games. Right. Exactly. Like if you don't like that, like and that's and that's part of it's my, called capitalism. And that's, that's what America's built on. That's part of like what I was talking about <laughs> earlier, where it's like they're like you're forcing me to play. No, no, they're not forcing you to do anything. No. You know, like yeah, just don't do it. Like, and that's. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, it, it's it's one of those things where like they'll complain about it, but still do it. And, like, stop the behavior. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, <clears throat> I mean, and, and that's the thing about like this game specifically is like there is, like I said, that single player campaign, and it's like if that's what you really want out of it, buy it. You know, play it for that, and then 
get rid of it or or just don't do don't yeah. buy the uh the microtransactions but it's like at the same time if it's not fun if it makes the game not fun to play against people who have paid to win and you're just, you know holding the line on the no, no more, uh microtransactions thing then just stop playing like that's the other side well, it's of like, it. it's like if 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 the player base goes away of a multiplayer game like they're going to change things drastically in order to get that back if they you know based on their investment or at the very least the next time Battlefront <clears throat> 3 will come out and it won't have this in there if uh you know a year from now someone says hey do you want to watch Thor or do you want to watch Justice League? What are you going to say? Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't watch or play the things you don't like. Yeah, yeah like. that's true. <laughs> the, uh, the other side of like this negativity of this game, um, the EA has paid a lot for the Star Wars license, and I can't, like Star Wars and Lucasfilm can't be incredibly happy with like a ton of the bad press that's going on with a Star no. Wars game. Right. And so like that additional level of this... Well, is going to be going to be interesting. And honestly, like as Star Wars, if it didn't sell well or if it doesn't sell well because of this, like it's going to be a problem for Star Wars who are going to make it EA's. Well, and it sucks for Dice and all the developers spend a lot of money on it. I think something else that Jason Schreier tweeted out at one point was like how would you feel if you were a game developer and you spent the last 3 years of your life working 100-hour weeks to get this game done, poured your life, blood and soul into it and then finally like there was some there was some talk about the transactions, but like you know, you were still optimistic because hey, it's release week. But then uh, the only thing anybody's talking about is the microtransactions. Yeah, not talking about anything else you worked on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about. gotta it's gotta just burn, man. Like I would hate that hate hate if something I created was treated that way. Yeah, well, I mean, like basically you worked uh, uh, like years and years on like the visuals on this thing or whatever. And then at the end of the day, it's like it, all anyone cares about is the monetization after the fact, you know? Yeah. So yeah. something that is an optional feature as far well, as I, you're man, concerned. We just have to get rid... I mean, we either have to get used to it or you just stop playing games. Like, because anymore, game development costs a lot. Like, and so like game development costs have gone up, especially with, you know, like more powerful consoles. You got to spend more time and resources making them, but game prices have remained the same. So like they haven't even increased with inflation, you know, like with inflation, we should be paying close to a hundred dollars for all these games yep. because they used right. to be $70 back in the day. And then we were carts, you know? Well, and they somewhat offset that a little bit with like collector's editions where it's like the people who are big fans of your game will buy a hundred dollar yeah, collector's there's, edition. There's several ways, you know, there's collector editions, there's microtransactions, the there's DLC. Packaging material these days and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot sure. of stuff is digitally uh, delivered, and so there's not as much cost in that. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, sure, like, there's d different ways, and, like, microtransactions happens to be one of them, and that kind of, like, it's, it's, it's like what you were talking about earlier with, like, well, do you want this free app that collects all your data and sells it, or do you want to, do you want to have your privacy? 10 bucks a month for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or 10 bucks a month, yeah. And most people would be like, well, if I have to pay for it, I'd rather just have it for free. You can tell them, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. so like, that's where I feel like we're at. Like, people pay for microtransactions. Like, they if they they wouldn't do it if if people didn't buy it you know but i also think there is a way to do microtransactions in a non um i don't know a, a non 
gross way yeah you know where like you think about rocket league has microtransactions right. where it's like oh there are loot boxes and i can like roll for like that super awesome pair of wheels that i get and it's like i'm probably not gonna get them but i'm gonna get some other awesome thing or completely aesthetic and that's yeah. the, that's the that's it's whenever you start overwatch also has the same thing yeah you know? like you start getting into like oh you can only access this hero or like if you know forza horizon like if you were like you could only get this car or, you know like that yeah. performs better than everything else. You know, like it's it comes down to the performance and how it affects gameplay. Yeah. I have no problem at all with aesthetic microtransactions. No. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, <clears throat> even in uh, even in like Forza or something like that, it's like, oh, here's the Mercedes car pack or whatever. And it's like these are like classic Mercedes cars, but it's like there are so many other vehicles in that game that you can, you know, use and yeah. outrace those other like it's not like this is the one Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this is this is literally Darth Vader, guys. He's on the box. You know, it's like this is uh, that seems a little weird. Yeah, like the I think the cl- like you know de- like Destiny walks a, a fine line. They're flying a little too close to the sun with like bright dust, where it's yeah. like um, you can earn bright, bright dust real slowly in the game, or you right. can you can purchase these br- uh, bright engrams that will possibly drop bright dust. So like you're. You know, if it's like, hey, like I last week I wanted the table flip emote and uh, I didn't have enough bright dust. And I was like, even if I buy, you know, spend, you know, 20 bucks and buy five bright engrams, that doesn't even guarantee I'll get enough bright dust to get that. So, like, mm-hmm. that feels a little like, you know, slot machine to me, you know, like, yep. it's like, hey, I'm just kind of. Maybe I'll luck out. I don't like that. Yeah. And if but you dismantle. I can just not do it, you know, because again, it's aesthetic, yeah. you know. Yeah. And if you just dismantle everything in there, I think a lot of the worry with Destiny also early on, like you could potentially randomly through one of these bright engrams get a sparrow during the campaign whenever it was unavailable to you. Yeah. But eventually <laughs> you finish the no campaign. Sense. Yeah, I know. Why can you not ride a sparrow? You finish the campaign, you get your, you get your motorcycle, you know, floating motorcycle bike and you know, whatever. So, so it's fine. Bunny hop through the levels. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, it's a, uh, I don't know. I feel like the destiny thing, like you said, they're really like close to that line, but it's like, I f- also feel like they haven't crossed it necessarily. Cause like I've been able to get all the shaders yeah, that have, I want. The thing with destiny it. though, is not that I feel like they're cheating me. It's, I feel like they've offered me a completely unappetizing deal. Mm, where I'm interesting. like, that's not a, this is just not a, it's good, not a good exchange. No, yeah. it's yeah, terrible. Agreed, agreed. Like I did it. So one, you're just I, discouraging I, people from yeah, doing it. I did it one time in destiny one. Yeah. And what's weird is when you pay money, you don't get bright dust. You get silver. Oh, yeah. in Destiny One, you still get no. You still do. You still, still get do. silver, and then what? And then, well, then how and do you get the bright the, dust? And then the engrams cost. So you use the oh. silver to buy oh, the engrams to hopefully yeah, yeah. get Why are there bright so many dust currencies, to hopefully man? spend on yeah. the thing you want to buy. <laughs> it's a four step process, and so and so yeah. Because of that, it discourages me from from doing yeah. it. No, I'll never I've do never, it again. I haven't, I haven't I done it. Never at all. do it again. But then, like things like people who have done it, like I said, right? Like Overwatch is like you can roll like whenever they have like their or summer Titanfall event. Two. Yeah, or Titanfall Two. Like Titanfall Two does it even better, where it's literally you know what you're gonna buy. They say, "I like this skin." Yep. I'm going to buy it. Whereas with like Overwatch, like they'll have like, oh, here's the the holiday event or the summer event or like whatever. And it'll be like, everybody's in summer themed outfits. And so you can basically get a loot box that'll have one of these random uh, summer outfits in it. Right. Yeah. And you just, that sounds fun to me. It's like, it is a completely optional aesthetic skin that yep. doesn't matter with gameplay. It's not like you're locking Darth Vader or even like, um, you know, whatever behind a paywall, like yeah. a sparrow or anything like that behind a pay- paywall, you're literally just like, Oh, do I like some of these summer outfits? Sure. Do I want to roll a thousand times to, in order to get the one that I want? I don't know. 
maybe not, but maybe I do. I don't know. Like the other side of what you were kind of talking about um, is we treat the internet as if it has like one collective mind a lot of times, and it does. It feels like it does, you know, like, but oftentimes it is wrong and it's like this very vocal minority. So, like, for instance, for instance, um, I was uh, watching a Twitter exchange earlier in the week about Destiny and it's, um, uh, and it's uh, multiplayer. And there is a vocal minority on the internet, and it seems like it's everyone, but it's not everyone, like where they just hate the way that multiplayer is working. And basically, like they were asked about it, this, Bungie was asked about it this week, and they said, our data does not show us what you're telling us is true. Like our data mm-hmm. does not back up what you're saying. And well, so like, but if you just listen to the internet, like it's broken. You never yeah. play it. Everyone <laughs> drops out of every match. And honestly, I've only re- only run into that a few times. You know, like in reality, I think it happens more in competitive. It does happen more, in competitive. and that's what, yeah, those are right. the people who are more vocal is the hardcore players, right? And so, yeah, Destiny does have a problem is when it comes to like hardcore players and and competitive um, offerings. Yeah, but for the majority of people who are playing this game, it's. And I don't mean this in a negative way. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's and it's fun. Like, it's one of those things that uh, even... I mean, I play. I played it last night and I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I actively enjoy it. Like, I mean, there's, I think, the dedicated, the people who wants to live and breathe Destiny sometimes. Like, that's that's where you get into the, like, I log on to Destiny, uh, you know, a couple times a week, you know, and that sort of thing. At this point, like, right now, um, I did a lot. I played a ton whenever it first came out. But, like, I play a couple of times a week and I get everything done. Whereas yeah. I think the people who, you know, don't, aren't able to get enough of it where they're like, Oh man, I want it to be more grindy or I want it to oh, be gosh. like, have, have more things to do every week. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad yeah. it doesn't have a, cause like there's other games out right now. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I, it, there's lots of stuff to do. Um, and, uh, and I'm okay if all of those things aren't destiny. I think related. we should, we need to be careful just as people like at not taking the internet and making that your reality where it's like right. this, whatever the internet's saying, that's reality. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just a it's a sign of maturity to be able to know that like you the world doesn't owe you everything, right? So like, I I think back on like when the 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 challenge or the the prestige mode of the Leviathan raid came out, and that one team did it. They were the first team to do it, but then people started freaking out because they used a Wardrift Coil glitch to get their heavy ammo, mm-hmm. which is not really cheating Mm-mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. On the scale of things you could do to cheat. <clears throat> That is like so far down there. Well, I so, also think the like thing. from Destiny One, like I was talking to you uh, uh, at the, in the movie theater, like beforehand, I was like, ah, there's something about like the first two months of Destiny One where you could push like one of the bosses Atheon off the, edge. Off the yeah. map and like win that way. Like there was right. something about that method that I just loved. Yeah, and and it's the idea that you're just breaking the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's but like what, what you what want happened, me to do all these mechanics, jump through all these hoops, and do this? Nah, I'm gonna push you off. What happened was that you get all this anger and hate thrown like, and I'm not using that word lightly. It, it is hate being thrown at this team for what they did and hate being thrown at Bungie for recognizing them as world first. And I'm like, these guys don't even get a freaking trophy. They get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Parades thrown. Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. And we're all freaking out about it. Yeah. And it's like the battlefront too. It's like, Dude, in a decade, no one will give a crap about Battlefront Two. But I also so think, why are you freaking out about it right now? I also think like us, you know the the 
the death threats aside, it's like <laughs> they're the people who have bought the game or who are like invested in that thing should probably be just not buy those things and then be vocal about it as well. But like, don't go ahead and buy those things and also be vocal about uh, it. Like yeah, if well, you're being vocal yeah. about it, you should also take the hard line of like actions. If you're making way death threats to a developer, you've taken it too far. Oh, absolutely. And not yeah. just be not just legally. I mean, personally, you're, you're taking this game as a personal insult to your humanity. And that's ridiculous. Well, sometimes you spend money on things that you're disappointed by. <laughs> that's true. Justice League. <laughs> so you know like great this, segue should we move yeah, on I was about <laughs> well, to say like now well, this I, is I want to say one other thing like uh, uh, <laughs> about the guy the interesting thing about that story about the guy who like says he works at EA and gets all these yeah. death threats is the fact that like he didn't work at EA and all these major news outlets were like reporting on this as hard news facts like yeah. this was on our nightly news and Jason Schreier from Kotaku does just like not even that much work yeah, he like messages the guy on Twitter. Literally, just looks at his Twitter, looks at his yeah feed, yeah, and like one and, other feed, and lines up the dates. Yeah, well, and, and it's like <laughs> his LinkedIn <laughs> and stuff like that too. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, he maybe spent maybe three hours on it, four hours. Yeah, it, because like literally that was like happening, and then like hours later, Jason comes out with his article, and I'm like. Which, which I think is, is named like the curious case of such and such. And like, yeah, yeah. And I, that, that, I thought yeah. that was a, that was a really my fun My favorite one. was whenever, uh, oh man, I want to read. Did you like the, my favorite is how he messages. I mean, cause it's so kind and like, yeah. he's not a, 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 a jerk about it. He's like, um, but he, you can tell he's questioning, um, questioning the whole thing. All right. Let me, let me pull this up real fast. So when he's messaging this guy, he, he like DMs him on friends him and or follows him and DMs him on Twitter. Um, and I love how he goes through. Uh, we'll post this article at standtargetpodcast.com. He goes through like all his his tweets that don't yeah. line up and all that kind of stuff. And like that's a little weird. He definitely goes like point by point, evidence wise. Yeah, yeah. He goes. Uh, this is what he sent him. First of all, I'm sorry about the horrible things people have said to you, having been on the end of plenty of death threats. Which, why is Jason Schreier getting death threats? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's because he canceled uh, whatever that game was. <laughs> what? So people people blamed uh, Jason Schreier for canceling Scalebound. Oh, god. Whenever Jason Schreier just heard about the cancelization of Scalebound <laughs> and reported it. And people were like, Jason Schreier, why did you cancel Scalebound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, having been on the end of plenty of death threats, I know how uh, it feels. I've also been reading a lot of your tweets, and you seem like a really genuine, positive guy, which I think is fantastic. But I need to ask you a tough question. In short, I've been doing some digging and talking to folks at EA, and nobody there has been able to identify you. There's nobody named Sean who fits your profile and some of the things you've said, and some people who do work at EA have suggested to me that you might not really be an employee. Do you really work for EA? If so, and again, we can stay off the record here, can you tell me your name or offer some sort of cooperation that you work there? And if you don't really work for EA, can we talk more about that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't work for EA, that's a much better story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's already writing half of it in his yeah. head. Like, oh, oh, Which, I mean, the guy stopped replying true. to him at that. That's a, I mean, it's just like... That's really funny. <laughs> so I love weird. it. Because he was like, can I you know, talk to you about some things? He's like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, he asked him that question. Silence. Yeah. No like, response. Crap, a smart one. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. And that's the news. That's the news. Well, basically we've got an entire we've we've recorded almost an entire worth of content. 
in this episode already. Yeah. But now we're going into the, the Justice League <laughs> review. And Chris is back as Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah, that's right. Um. All right, guys. So we're I have doing... one thing to say that sums up this entire movie. <laughs> we're... Yes. Yes, Batman. It's definitely a movie that was started by Zack Snyder and finished by Joss Whedon. <laughs> feels exactly like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel. Like... I imagine <laughs> it feels exactly like... like that. I mean, that's how it turned out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Along with. Uh, that I might, I it's know. like when DNA splits and then like it connects with the RNA or whatever. I'm trying to figure out like <laughs> what what is a non-spoiler and what is a spoiler in my head right now. And so like we're gonna do a non-spoiler section, but it it probably won't last that long. No. Um, <laughs> are you gonna do the entire review as Batman? No. Okay, good. <laughs> but just right now. <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing I will say about this movie is that it's a mess. You know, it's it's. But I do feel like they were backed into a few corners with some of the uh, previous movie, Batman versus Superman. Like we, this movie, like I feel like they were trying to like, okay, how do we get this universe back to a place where we can deal with it, where yeah. it's not like there are so many loose things that are just hanging around out there, um, and uh, and we still kind of progress forward. And so like I feel like they they attempted to like take the mess that is that was the DC cinematic universe and then put some manner of order to it. So I liken the DC universe to a growing child. Okay, so when when young boys grow to be about 7 or 8 years old, they de- they start to develop their sense of humor. They start to develop their personality a little more and you start to be you start to see patterns in how they behave and they're terrible at making jokes at <laughs> talking to you the things that come out of their mouth are completely incoherent and and have nothing to do with the topic at hand and i felt like that was like uh batman versus superman uh suicide squad and now i feel like dc is going through puberty mm. just super lanky gorilla arms mm-hmm. buck teeth pimple face yeah some things are like you know like okay like wonder woman great movie yeah like that was really well done but some things just like aren't there yet you know aren't caught up to speed i mean like yeah like that's the thing i think in this movie all of the wonder woman-esque things all of the cues they took from that movie in this movie were fine like they were they were really like they were the ones that i was like oh i kind of liked what you know that that scene or that moment or whatever yeah but then like almost anything else i was just kind of like ah um so without getting like into spoilers yet, like this movie felt like it was trying to be, you know, like ten miles wide and an inch deep. Like hmm. the whole thing felt like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and you know, like I didn't know, like you had said that they had were under restrictions to keep it under two hours. Like Zack Snyder's movies are never under two hours. No. And it definitely felt like you know, like some of that depth may have come back had you not tried to keep it under two hours. But again, it felt really long, man. Like it still felt long. Yeah. And it's just everything just moves so slow, but also at the same time, everything's moving too fast. You're trying trying to do too much with this movie. Um, it still felt like a setup for other things. It didn't really feel like its own thing right. to me. I feel like we're still setting setting things up. Well, yeah. and then so along those lines, like we had essentially like three beginnings of this movie 
Like the, the the movie, like I was like, well, that was the beginning of the movie, and then they go into like what seems like another beginning of the movie. Well, this is the beginning of a different style movie. Yeah. And then we go into, oh, this is the beginning of a different style movie, and so then that all kind of wears on you. Yeah, I think as I said far this, as the time goes, I think I said this for Suicide Squad too. Like, there's some movies I watch, and I'm like, I could fix that if you just do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you fix this movie. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, it's just so jumbled. Like, maybe you start with the ultimate setup, but then, like, it throws off the timeline on other things, you know? Like, it's just, like, such a weird movie. What's weird, too, is, like, all the other movies that have had, like, reshoots or have changed directors, you can see in the film where the tone changes. Like, Mm -hmm. let's look at Rogue One, right? Like, you see this movie in Rogue One, and then all of a sudden we get to the climax of Rogue One, and you're like, oh, that's where Lucasfilm took over. Right. Like, they went in we're like no this is a star wars movie yeah right or you look at like a movie like ai where kubrick dies during the production of the film mm-hmm. and spielberg takes over and if you watch ai you go back and watch it that first half of that movie is super intriguing mm-hmm. and very dark and ominous and and just kind of like very weird and very Kubrick, and then all of a sudden it makes this switch into like fantasy land with spielberg mm-hmm. you know like <clears throat> world war z you know like the whole uh-huh end of that is like so different than the entire rest of the movie but this movie was almost like every every five minutes you were changing tone yeah changing color changing pacing changing the way characters reacted to each other and interacted to each other what the humor is yeah i mean i i think a lot of that would come from the idea that uh zach snyder reportedly like whenever he stepped away and Joss Whedon came in like Joss came in and he was like, guys, there are like big sequences that he's done, but none of the interconnective tissue, like none of the, the, the in-between kind of stuff, like the, the storyline, the through line. Yeah. The line was like, it was, it was virtually unwatchable. Yeah. It's, it it didn't make sense. And so, I mean, that would be why, like if he had to reshoot a lot of like the, uh, the small things where it's like, okay, well this connects to this and this connects to that. Then, I mean, it would like if it was shot, you know, however much time later, you potentially had a different crew if the crew had moved on and like gone to another movie. I mean, like you have a different director. It's just obviously. inevitable that if you have a different director, that it's going to feel and look different, you know, like right. it's just like you can't get away from that. It's yeah. a creative thing. Yeah. You know, it's like if, you know, Elton John wrote a song and then, you know, Lady Gaga wrote the other half. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but like they didn't write it together at the same time. Exactly. Like, as in, like, oh yeah, I need a need not a, bridge. a collaboration, but a, yeah, yeah. A takeover. Yeah, yeah and that's not. Yeah, it wasn't a collaboration. No. Um, I'm it's, not. I'm not saying it always has to be. You know, sometimes. I mean, for all we know, if Zack Snyder had finished this thing, it would have been worse than this. You know, we don't know that. You know, like, it's but possible. As it stands, it's just, it's just blah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that I I went into this with very low expectations, where I was like, I, "This is going to be a mess." Like, it's just a, a degree of how much of a mess. And I will say, it didn't exceed my expectations, and it definitely <laughs> didn't. Like, I don't know that it's like super lower than what I was thinking, but it definitely feels like I'm I'm slightly disappointed. Like, yeah, it's like I, I, I you know, even with like, I, I had really low expectations. And yeah, I, I'm too. still disappointed with it. Yeah, it was like it was a well I, because it, it was a see, worse mess. You see, I think. I don't know if I was disappointed from where I th- went into it. As you start to see things, like you see some cool scenes with Wonder Woman or with Flash, and like you're like, oh, there there might be a light at the end of this tunnel, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then you kind of get your hopes up in the midst of it, and then yeah. you're just like, by the end, you're like... There were moments where I felt like we were on track to something, and yeah. then it would just like, it would just get ruined by like the next scene or... You get a slow-mo scene with Aquaman with a big wave splashing behind him. 
Yeah. The uh, the visuals. I will go ahead and throw this out there. Like this is visually, I didn't really like it. Uh, I didn't really like. There, there was, was some god awful CG in this. Movie. Yeah, there was definitely like yeah. from the from the get go. Like it kind of set this tone of like being a very strange CG movie. Um, there was even like. And I, I imagine this is reshoot stuff, but some of the green screen was so bad. Like there would be scenes where you'd be like, oh, they're in a practical set. Right. And then the next shot would mm-hmm. be them in the same set, but it's green screen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it was obvious. Or or the entire thing is digitally created. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I all, of, all <laughs> of the ending, basically. All of the third the, act well, was, was the pretty ending, much And then like digital. there's that there's the area by the monument. Like, yeah. you know, up close, that's a practical set. I'm sure there's green screen all around. The, the rest of the city's not real. But, like, yeah. when you pull out to those, like, shots that are just kind of, like, helicopter shots almost, mm-hmm. none of that's real. Yeah. I also, like, something about, like, the timeline. I I expected whenever they switched directors on this and they had massive reshoots and they were going to have to CG out a mustache, like, I expected this movie to kind of get delayed, just specifically because of the render time on some of the CG. It did not get delayed, and you can definitely tell, like, the CG was... There are there are distinct moments where you're like, man, this is very not not there. Could it could have used another finished. another no. couple months? In I'd the, love to uh, be a fly on movies. the wall, like where it's like, I mean, at some point, if like, I feel like DC uh, Warner Brothers was like, we just have to put this out, like yeah. spending more time on it. It's not going to fix it, and you know, we just need to get it out, get it, get past it. And I think like, yeah, and I think like that's how I felt about the story too. Like, and that's what I mean by like, oh, we have to, we like at some point they're just like, well, we have to tie up some of these loose ends. And Did they? I mean, <clears> like, <throat> so they had to bring, well, okay. We're, We're getting, getting perilously close to the spoilers <laughs> section. So see it, don't see it. I mean, if you're not, I don't know. Like, if you don't care about the DC universe, do not go see this movie. I agree with that. I, I would say if you do care about the DC universe, I mean, unless you're like like a fanatic, like, and if you're a fanatic, yeah, sure, go see it, whatever. Uh, there's no stopping you. But like, as somebody who just, I love comic book movies. I love action films. Yeah. I feel like I paid too much for this film. Well, yeah, you don't need to see it in theaters. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Like Rentals exist for a reason. Yeah. This movie is one of or those reasons. Or catch a matinee. Yeah. Like, if you want to see in the theaters, catch a matinee where you're spending like six or seven bucks on it. Yeah. Or less. And that's great. Or Redbox yeah. it when it comes out. But yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Where I feel like yeah. it's definitely a good rental. Um, it's, it's a really solid rental. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there's times where it looks like a made-for-TV movie. I think <laughs> it I does. Think in my mind, like <laughs> and the, and the dialogue, man. Oh Some of the gosh, writing, the writing. Oh, it's the worst, the mm. worst. Like and even like the delivery. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, is Ben Affleck rehearsing right now? Is this oh yeah, re- dude. There was scenes like him, between him and and Gal Gadot where I'm like. Is this amateur hour? What the frick is going on? Well, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it sounded <laughs> yeah. awful. I've never seen him act like this. Oh, my yeah. God. This is the worst acting job I've ever seen Ben Affleck do. Well, we are about to spoil <laughs> this movie. I think we've, we've all said rent it if you're going to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, we're going to spoil this thing in five, four, Three. I'm also not sure who's gonna care about the spoilers. Two, <laughs> one, throw out a spoiler. 
Do you have anything? No. I don't have. There's nothing. I mean, Superman comes back. We all know he believes in justice. <laughs> yeah. What was the other thing he believes in? He said two things. Truth. Truth and justice. How was how was um, how was truth applicable to that point? Well, what, what well was because the, bad, what the, was the bad guy's name. Because Steppenwolf said something about oh. like, you know, it was in response to something somebody else had said, and he's like, you. Uh, you don't value truth or something like that. And he's like, well, I, I believe in truth. Well, he goes, well, <laughs> I believe in truth <laughs> and justice. How about punch. that CG mustache removal? Like there are Frick, better dude. lines. There are going to be better lines said by The Rock in that terrible movie <laughs> Rampage we talked about earlier. I mean, in that trailer, I feel like there are better mm. lines, you know? Okay. The cell phone video at the beginning that was like there were moments where I thought Superman's jaw was gonna float <laughs> off of his face. Yeah. yeah, what was that whole thing digital? Uh, I, the whole bottom half of his of his face. Was. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I was, literally was like, it doesn't even look like him. Really. I don't think any. No. Of his, like even even sometimes like at the at the farm when we were saying like it looked real like his teeth didn't look right. No. His like lips didn't look right. Like because his teeth like. Don't look like that normally. No. It's, it, I don't know. It was like they were huge. It was it was so weird. Well, there were certain shots that definitely did look right in that sequence of like where he's standing there with with uh, Lois. Yeah, but not the close up thing. But then yeah, but then there's like numerous other shots where it's like I, I think it was CG'd in later on, like where he's like standing in front of a green screen <clears> and, delivering and a connective line. I also I, I I'd love to see all the footage they threw out because yeah. like if he's if Henry Cavill had to come back for reshoots. What what existed in the first place? Yeah, he's only in like three scenes. <laughs> That's a good question, and I I also like and there's says, like four lines. There are distinct yeah. things that were missing that they even alluded to like in the script. Like I was talking to, like afterwards, I, I literally remember I was like, wait, didn't Cyborg say something like, if I go under, you know, I don't know if I'm going to come back out, and one room was like, we'll be here for you, we will drag you back whenever you go under, and yeah. then that literally had no payoff throughout yeah, what, the entire what was, thing. What was that? Like I don't know what that was about. Like all of a sudden he just knows where the location is, where it seemed like it was going to be a big deal like almost uh ghost in the shell style like let's yeah. go under and find the location you know I, I like there there were moments like that where it seems like there were entire plot lines and entire like development things <clears throat> that were building to this that potentially were just lifted I've, it I've, almost felt like the thor thing from avengers 2 like yeah. where it's like thor yeah. goes and he's in this lake or whatever and he comes back and he's like i know the truth and it's like i don't know how you know the truth <laughs> he literally didn't do anything but go into a cave you know and so like i feel like there are moments like that where it's like this was removed for time and it would potentially make more sense and maybe it would be intriguing if we're in but so i don't know remove that line yeah right do you think so the monument scene, let's go back to that again for a second. Like whenever Superman comes back and they fight fight him next to the monument. I don't think Henry Cavill was in any of those scenes. No. Because he doesn't say anything. No. And, and he his, looked all crazy. Well, and his voice, like the things that he does say are like that low voice. Like they've modded his voice He said, like, he said like nothing. Down. No, well, he said, well, he, he, said he, a he was things. holding Batman and he said, do you, oh, he basically repeated stuff, the yeah. line yeah, do you from... Bleed? from uh batman versus Superman. well he said something while he was standing on the steps as well and then that's whenever like everything went wrong um, oh, he said i know you or something yeah, like that yeah, or i i recognize yeah. you or something like that. Yeah. so yeah i don't i don't think okay. he was here's the other thing i i got up to go to the bathroom shortly after that scene because it, it it went from that to basically the scene where uh wonder woman and and bruce wayne are talking and he's all bruised up and whatnot i come back from the bathroom and Superman is talking to Lois at the Kent farm mm -hmm. 
and he's totally fine, mm-hmm. totally ready to yeah. go hang out with the Justice League. Yeah. Was there? Did I miss something? No. no, no, no. I think I think what you're seeing here is that they saw an opportunity for heroes to fight each other, and they're like, we have I to take know. it. Because the other side of this is, I was literally during the entire thing where he's like, bring out the big guns, and Lois steps out. I was like, dude, you should have led with this. Diana already warned you that like if he sees your face whenever he wakes up he's not going to be happy but so it, you, but it literally like you have her here well, that doesn't imply, make any sense they, well they were implying that that was Diana like if she sees Diana then that will be better but that was they were well okay here's here's what I got it was he said we're going to have to bring out the big guns in in Bruce's mind he knows that's Lois yeah okay what If he, if his last resort is to put Lois in front of him, yeah. Like what what are you losing by just Doing starting with having Lois there when he comes to life? That's what I was thinking. And again, I oh. literally think it's only because Would like she stop you, you know, or something. I literally think it's only because the writers wanted an excuse to have the superheroes fight each other because of like Avengers. Like we came I have up with a weird Joss, reveal shot when Lois, like I know who you're talking about. Joss Whedon I know who's getting out of the car right now. in Avengers one came up with all sorts of excuses to like have mini fights with like, Oh, here's Thor and the Hulk or whatever. Like they're going to mini fight for a second. Oh, here's Captain America. And then, you know, and they were going to mini fight for a second. And this was felt like a really forced one of those, like where those felt kind of natural within the dynamics of Avengers one. It this did not, and right. but it did seem like it was one of those like oh well here's an excuse to have heroes fight because that's the thing that happens in ensemble heroes team up movies is they they have to fight each other at some point, um and so that's really like what I thought thought about that I was like this is this is nonsense let's just well, you should have led with Lois you know that we didn't really even solve anything like we I guess we kept the the Earth from getting destroyed now sure Stephen yeah. Wolf escaped. But I mean, um, he alluded to Dark Side, and it's like Dark Side's gonna be back what, for whatever movie that's gonna what be. What are you What are you gonna do with those cubes? <laughs> okay, I don't know if the cubes are in the comics or whatever. I don't. But that was them. the most. And the mother mother boxes definitely are. Okay, but, but who is mother? Uh, it doesn't. It's a. It's a. Yeah, you know, it's it's a technology from another dimension. And they use it to take over other, these worlds and that sort of thing. So I mean, it, okay. So it, here's here's the here's the part where I was like, okay, I've had enough with these stupid boxes. Was when Cyborg and Superman are staring at them, and then they start to pull apart, and Superman literally just reaches in and starts. They start pulling them apart. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is how we defeat the bad guy is by pulling his boxes apart. <laughs> like what does that even mean? To the left. To the left. Yeah, well, I mean like. <laughs> Everything it's, you own in the box to the left. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was, it, it's very strange. And it's, it's like a weird just, way to, to visualize it and for that yeah, final showdown to conceptually, end. Conceptually, like, how does that convey Dude, danger that, when you're just like, you're just pulling boxes apart? That fight. Okay. So it killed me whenever, uh, um, Stephen Wolf was about to, uh, kill Cyborg or whatever. And then Superman shows up, punches him once. Then it immediately goes like, I gotta save the people, runs off, and then like they're left fighting Steppenwolf again. I'm like, yeah. you didn't even take care of the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, like, so I punch him through a building. There was yeah. a lot of problems I had with that fight, like where that happened, but he had like before he went and helped everybody, he had like a good solid like 
minute long conversation with with somebody standing there. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm just standing over here. Oh, wait, there's somebody in trouble. I'm going to go save him. Or it's like, you couldn't have been punching this dude during that minute long conversation? Like, do something, man. It was weird. Um, like, I, So whenever... I feel like if... Say they had led... Like, you think about... Um, I think it's Thor the Dark World opens with kind of just this... Thor, or uh, Odin telling the story. Yeah. I feel like you could have opened this movie with that flashback to Themyscira. Mm. Yep. And the the battle between um, Steppenwolf and all the factions. Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, Lord of the Rings yeah. style. Yeah. Return of the King style. But instead we start with a cell phone video of Henry Cavill's jog right. floating everywhere. <laughs> but well, because, because whenever you first start seeing those boxes... Oh, number one, you don't know what the, what you're talking about, and you right. have no idea why they're valuable. Like they've, they, you know, like whenever we see, you know, Steppenwolf show up in Themyscira, like I'll just let him take the stupid box. I yeah. don't know. Like, well, and then, what, and what's then the you problem? have to have like you have to have a, a contrived exposition dump where it's like, yeah, with 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 Wonder Woman telling Bruce. Well, yeah, Bruce? like yeah. we had a conversation walking around his that pond. had to happen. <sighs> Whereas if you just told people this beforehand or whatever, like it could have been, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It could have like, been better. have 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 Diana can still be explaining it. Yeah, she was, and there. then have it like cut to she's just telling this group of children in this museum. You know, and you're like, well, that's a weird story to tell these children. You know, like make it funny or something. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. know, anything besides what they did. Yeah, <laughs> that could be the motto of this movie. Yeah. Anything besides what they did. <laughs> so there were things like within the character dynamics because I think they they the things that they did right with this movie is they chose a decent cast. Like, I mean, everybody kind of worked... Like, whenever they were working well together, they worked well together. Yeah, I liked the team together, the team aspect. The first... I think the the the, the point of the movie that I liked the most was whenever they were fighting in that chimney thing. Like, at, ha, was it halfway through the movie? The nuclear... The, the nu- nuclear the nuclear chimney. Nuclear chimney. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, that was that was the point when I like, you know, okay, they felt like a team, and Flash yeah. was helping out... Wonder Woman get her sword back and wasn't that no that Batman was on the was island that was on that island like that they went underneath outside New York yeah, that's what I'm talking tunnels. about that was some kind of nuclear chimney thing was it yeah I don't no, know that I thought, was in Russia the nuclear chimney at the end was in Russia yeah I'm not talking about the end oh okay so what, that, is that, what, what was that thing like out on the island it was just an island I think it was just an island where the uh, some kind of vent thing but all like the tunnels had connected oh they had the sewer they were under Gotham uh, Bay or whatever Gotham Harbor Harbor yeah that's where that's where the that's where the scientists were kidnapped. Yeah, that part, you know, because they were all helping out each other. They felt like a team. They were communicating like normal people. And that also is is a cool moment because you have you have everything there, right? Okay, so you have this physical conflict with uh, with with you know Steppenwolf and everybody there, but you also have the threat of like, oh, he's killing all these people, and so we have to save all the people. So you get to see heroes doing hero things by saving people. Yeah. Um, and then also you have like the inner team conflict of like, oh man, can I really do this or not? Whereas the final conflict, you really have no, uh, other than the external, you have almost nothing. We tried to create the, uh, the oh, here's the, the we're saving families out with the truck. But I mean, that didn't really, I mean, I don't know. That didn't pay off in a meaningful way. And we had no inner like, um, can I can I be a hero or anything like that? Like you had none of that going on. Everybody had kind of like fallen into their roles already. Um so I don't know. It's just it didn't have like a good, meaningful story arc character wise to that final showdown. We kind of like have that meaningful story arc to that first thing, but then the only thing, the only big thing that happens in that final fight is Superman shows up, and that just 
it was underwhelming. Superman's got to, like, in this franchise, they've got, like, Superman's got to stop being just this, like, random trump card that they don't know what to do with. Like, like, oh, we need to get out of this problem, Superman. But that's not, like, this is the only Superman franchise. The comics don't treat him like that. The, like, animated series has never treated him like that. The Justice League animated series. Like, nothing has ever treated him like that until you get to these theatrical releases. I think it stems from the first movie though, in a lot of ways, because I, I, yeah, I'm going all the way back. He was like, he was too powerful in the first movie. You have him literally leveling multiple cities and destroying like half of, half of, uh, two cities. Well, that's what like, because my problem with that movie and my problem with Zod always, like, I just don't like Zod anyway, but is that you're telling me that the, literally the only, foe to superman is a copy of himself well but also like not even that but they were both too ridiculously strong t- because it's like and yeah. then you set the precedent there and it's like well it's the same problem i have with logan like is that you're telling me the only thing you can come up with most creative thing you can come up with is a copy of yourself yeah <laughs> i mean but like yeah like i said the, the the problem with it being superman being too powerful like, overall in this universe because he would be if he was that powerful as powerful as they set him up to be in in man of seal you never you never seem to struggle with anything he's sure. the most this well even and, in man of steel the big problem i had with man of steel is that he literally watched his dad walk into a oh gosh, a uh a tornado, tornado. Yeah. and it's like his dad told him not to come. Well, yeah, I know that, but Chris, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> very obedient. It doesn't make yeah. it doesn't make it a good plot point. You no, know, that, I agree. I was thinking so, about that today. So, like, literally, the only conflict we had, or the most meaningful conflict we had in that movie, was him literally choosing not to use any power. Yeah. And so it's like you have he has the ultimate power in this universe. So I don't know. It's it's a. Uh, what are you gonna a, say? They've set it up very strange. I just. I can't. I I didn't think they could make Superman any more one dimensional. Oh gosh, I know. You're right. Like, so like a a big complaint is that Superman's too dark. Like he's too right. You know, emo or whatever. <laughs> and in this movie, he was. It was like he'd freaking, like he was high the whole but time. Yeah, he's just like, Xanax. ah, what a wonderful place to be. I'm so happy to be. It's just like Bruce needs me. Yeah, Bruce is my friend. And then they have that that. Corny moment where him and Cyborg get knocked to the ground after they pull the boxes apart, and they just have a giggle fest together and uh, laugh uh, about how much pain they're and in. And then Diana's like, "I work with children." I'm like, what in the what? heck is yeah. happening right now? Mm-hmm. No, this is stupid. It's not leave it to Beaver. <laughs> you guys are the freaking Justice League. Like treat each other like normal people. And then they had that shot. What was the shot towards the end where like oh, Diana turns and just like a crowd of like. Smiling people come up to her and she's see, just I, like I didn't nodding, that like, oh, yes, no, it's nice uh, to uh, see uh, the people right of before Earth. that. There was the shot of all six of them yeah. on that in slow mo again. How short do you think this movie would be if we just made <laughs> took out all the slow mo, made it normal speed? Well, by the way, I just watched Wonder Woman the other night and you could cut good 30 minutes off that movie. <laughs> Because of all the slow mo in that. Why is there well. so much slow mo in this universe? I don't know. I, I think it, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, that's a good question. The, the the shot with Diana at the end, like I, I liked her arc through this thing because it's like there is the question of like, okay, well, why hasn't she? Why wasn't she a player in this universe before Superman was? Well, and they kind of addressed that. Yep. Right, and so like that's why I appreciate that, and that's another one of those things where like, oh, well, we're gonna tie up this loose end here, you know? And so I there's a I don't know. It, this movie is is a mess, but it's like I feel like it was a necessary mess to hit the reset button on this entire franchise a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, and that's what it felt like because they didn't deal with it, you know, like. 
they didn't deal with anything that they set up in a respectable way. You know, like for instance, we spent so much emotional energy, even though it's not a great movie, emotional energy in Batman versus Superman on the fact that Superman died. It felt relatively easy to bring him back. You put him in some water. Yeah. Flash runs out of this, this cube, touches it. He's alive. Yeah. Super I mean, easy. That's... <sighs> it didn't feel like... And like if maybe, you know, if they'd taken out Steppenwolf and if that had been the main plot of this movie, like just to bring back Superman, that probably would have been a better movie. You know, yeah. like don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, and... I don't know. I mean, this this external threat like did feel like almost the least interesting thing that happened. No, oh, he was. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I liked I liked Flash's arc. I liked Diana's arc. Aquaman. Eh. Did he have an arc? He didn't really, <laughs> except for there was just that one moment in Atlantis where they're like, "Hey, you abandoned us. Now it's your turn to <laughs> yeah. step well, up, bro." But, but that's but that's he's a, like, I uh, need something. But that's my trident. But that's exposition. Like, I mean, that's not like that's literally just being like, "Oh, well, we're setting up the Aquaman movie," you know, for for years right. down the road. You know, that has nothing to do with his arc. Like, it didn't create any meaningful character change. Well, it was in the smallest <clears throat> way. The arc is that. He didn't want to be a part of it, and now he does. Yeah, he, so. didn't, he didn't want to help. Now he wants to help. <laughs> Interesting. Which is basically the same story arc as Superman. Shows up, doesn't want to help, hates everybody, sees, <laughs> sees Lois, yes. goes back home, takes a good crap, I don't know, Yeah, and feels better. I don't. <laughs> Maybe you have an upset tummy when you come back to life. I don't know what it is, but he was real grouchy. Cyborg, I felt like, was weird. Like... He's all upset at the beginning. You're like, why are you so upset right now? Like, you know, they never yeah. really explained that. Like, well, didn't they? Like, in it's just the fact that he's changing every day. No, That's weird. I, in um, I thought that was a carryover from Batman v Superman as well, in some sort of a way. Because I thought he was barely in it. They showed him becoming cyborg, and that was it. Smashing yeah, up the you're lab. Right, in the found footage. Maybe I'm I'm mixing the comics with him as well. Okay, so in the comics. He's not like he tells his dad not to save him. Like he's like, I don't want to, I don't, don't put the technology in me, don't save me, you know. And then his dad does, and he's mad at him. Then add one line. This is, I told you not to do this. Exactly. Like that's why. That, that's literally <laughs> the only reason why I was like okay with that because I was like I knew this about, and I thought it was in Batman v Superman. But I mean, you're right. He had this it's huge... only the security footage uh, that we see of Cyborg. Well, maybe like four minute monologue, and like I learned literally nothing about you. Like, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Was a the other thing scene. I hated was like. I mean, I guess it's cool that his suit is constantly evolving and adapting to its environment. Like, that's that could be cool. But yeah. uh, the part I hated was that he sees Superman and his suit decides we can't trust him. And he decides to shoot Superman or his suit, his body decides to shoot Superman. I'm like, bro, dude, that's a freaking liability. Right. Again, like we shouldn't have brought you on the trip. Right. Again, that's <laughs> that, that goes to my, like, he just like, they just had needed to find a way to make them fight. And it's like, that's so frustrating. It seems so out of the blue. Yeah. Like he's like, my, well, my suit thinks that he's evil. It's going to defend itself. Well, and that's because they didn't establish it before that point. They use it yeah. again later, but like, you never said this was a thing, man, or else we wouldn't let you come. Yeah. You know? yeah. If I was Bruce yeah. Wayne, I'd be like, bro, <laughs> you couldn't have told me about that sooner. <laughs> I spent a lot of money to get you here. The, the uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, it's such a weird movie and mixed things about it. Like, 
there's no, there's very little things that would redeem as many things that are wrong about it. So. I I I I'm okay with Batman, like except for Ben Affleck's performance. Yeah. Like overall, Batman was probably the most fleshed out in this. Um, you see his him interact with Alfred. They have a little laugh about using the. Used to fight the Joker, or not the Joker, the, the penguin. Penguin, yeah, um, which is cool. Yeah, the only, there's a uh, one other character I I, I want to bring up, and it's Lois Lane. Like they they tried to give her like some sort of an arc in here, but it was a really like Poor Amy a really Adams, really dude. demeaning She's kind so of an arc. She's a great actress, yeah, and like such a waste. Put her in the most weird situations, and that would like the the the. the I don't know the plot for her character of just like oh she's worthless save like without Superman or right. worthless well, the, without Clark and it's like that is the most like demeaning that's, thing that's the most antithetical thing to who Lois Lane exactly. is correct like every iteration of Lois Lane it's always been the struggle of her to be like like to actually, actually be, be like I do need him right like yeah she's yeah like, I don't need him I'm gonna go in this dangerous situation and, and you're even like, you gotta in, save you again man yeah like, even in like man of steel like I feel like there was an element of like she didn't need him he needed her and like they like that was the definite thing that was going on in that thing and so like to to go from that to this is so out of character for her well, and, and like that's, I don't know it doesn't make any sense I want to know the behind the scenes still because like again that um one uh that conversation she had with Martha it felt so weird I'm like is this a rehearsal <laughs> or what's happening right now? Like yeah. just like the the way that it flowed didn't feel like a normal conversation. No, no. I and I wonder how much of that is. I think about like some Joss Whedon scripts. Like Joss Whedon has a way has a rhythm and a way of well, writing. Avengers never felt like that. No, but like I think. I mean, he kind of like was directing that movie from the beginning, you know? And so it was like, he was cast, he cast that movie. He like, he knew what, like this was a rush job from the beginning. Like whenever he took on True, maybe maybe he's just phoning it in, but. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's, yeah, you're right. It's like, there's gotta be some sort of a weird story behind the scenes for some of that stuff because these are amazing actors and they're not, you know, not behaving as such in so many scenes. Hasn't Amy Adams won an Academy Award? (sighs) Yeah. Best Supporting Actress in so. uh, in American Household or something like that. Didn't she win something for or the Arrival Master? Too? She was in the Master. We're gonna look she's this up. A, she's been in so many things where she just kills it, dude. Mm-hmm. And you just make her this like bumbling mess of a like. Sh- she's like, I'm t- I'm totally fine doing fluff pieces about it's cats. Just, yeah. I'm like, no, Lois Lane is not totally fine about doing fluff pieces about cats. Well, I mean, like, think about it. She would it. rather burn the <laughs> Daily Bugle to the ground, whatever. It's not the <laughs> Daily, <laughs> Daily Crossing. She's going to burn the competition to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so whenever Superman, uh, like, died in the comics or whatever, Lois, I think, like, they spun her off into, like, her own, like, series or her own, like, side stories of these things. And it was like, she was... She's still Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's been nominated for five Oscars. Hasn't won any. Oh, okay. She's won several Golden Globes. Still, she's a great actress. Seriously. Yeah. And Ben Aff- again, Ben Affleck. Like I have never seen him do this. Even in Daredevil, he wasn't you this bad. You definitely understand why he's like very like lukewarm on the franchise or like whatever. He's like he's like I don't know. I don't know. You know, I want to look for a way to gracefully exit. And, and do you feel like, like they CG'd so. some of him too? It's like sometimes his body just looks out of proportion. Oh yeah, yeah. There was they were definitely doing like Iron Man stuff where it's like it's just his head. Yeah, interesting. And the rest of him is and the rest of him is like a suit. Mm-hmm. I need like, to get better at catching those. Like, what I don't is know happening what I saw. right now? 
It's just lazy, man. It's laziness. All right. So are we ready to rate this thing? Like we've we've it's harder than actually having him there. Talk to Peter Jackson, man. I don't know. <laughs> that dude seems to think it's way easier to just CG everything. Hmm. I don't know what happened with this movie. <laughs> I mean, it was like so I'm I'm I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to be like. I like that you're wearing your Batman versus Superman shirt. Yeah, of course. Like it's like from, from the pop box or whatever. Yeah, it's a great shirt. <laughs> you know? It is a great shirt. Not a great movie. It's a better shirt a great than the movie. Oh yeah, it's a way better shirt than a movie. Um, <laughs> I'd watch that shirt for two and a half hours. Any day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, so do you guys want? Are you guys ready to rate this yeah. thing? Like, I mean, I feel like I'm being really, really super negative on it, but I feel like my score is going to be like, you know a little bit better than I have been talking, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give this thing a six. Okay. I'm, I think the lowest score I ever gave a movie on this podcast was Independence Day Resurgence, and I'm pretty sure I gave it a six. Mm. Uh, I would watch Independence Day Resurgence again before I wanted to see this movie. Mm. So I would agree with that. I... I hate to say this. I think I'm going to go even lower with a 5.5. Oh, okay. So everybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows I'm five and above is I'm glad I saw this movie. And then five and below, like one through five is like what degree of I am so unhappy that I saw this movie. (laughs) Um, I'm not going that, that low with it. But I am right there with you where it's like this is like a this is 6.5 territory for me where it's like this is this is very low. I see that's the thing I could be tempted down to a 6 with you guys as well. Um I'll put it I'll, I'll put it at a 6.5 though just because I'm like well there are there are some through lines and I'm glad that we we got this out of the way. We can move on now. Yeah, we just got to stop having movies like that though. Yeah, because it was like that with Batman vs Superman. It was, was it like that though? With... I feel like Batman vs Superman caused more problems than it solved. But the whole like the whole line was well. Now we get the Justice League, you know. Like now that they've set it up, we have the Justice League. Oh, but now like, we just had now we have the League. Justice League, and we're like, did we, we really not, want this? Can we can just we have just the stop? individual movies? Uh, I don't know where they're going to go from here. Like, I mean, there's all the rumors about the single movies, like. You know, they've obviously set up the Flash and Cyborg, and uh, we're going to get another Wonder Woman, and I think they're writing another Man of Steel. We don't know if Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. Um, they're going to do a Green Arrow, not Green Arrow, Green Lantern movie is the, like, Green Lantern Corps is the rumor. Um, there's the tease at the end. Um, what was that last tease? Well, the League, the League of Villains. Oh, that was the... Uh, yeah, like, what's that going to be? Well, they had Deathstroke in there, which is uh, I thought was going to be the villain of the Batman movie. Which he might. He could also potentially tie <sighs> into uh, like Suicide Squad as well. Like, yeah, he's been a, a regular on Suicide Squad before comics and and shows and things. Here's yeah, here's the, the thing: this movie does not make me want to see the next movie they put out. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay. Like, just freaking stop using Zack Snyder. And David Goyer, get them both out. I think they've gotten get David Goyer out for them. No, he's writing something else. He's writing something else for them. He's writing Black Adam or something like that. Chris, why do we keep hiring this person to write anything? No clue. I didn't hire him. I didn't know. I didn't. Who's this? We. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just want to like. I want to like walk into the company and be like, I miss. (laughs) Who who is hiring him? (laughs) It's like all of a sudden, like you just like open a uh, open a broom closet. He's sitting there writing something. You're like, come on. 
on. <laughs> okay, but let's let's bring it full circle, right? We talked earlier in the podcast. If you don't like something, don't go see it, right? So <laughs> here's the thing: it won't change until they until they can't make money on it anymore. Like WB is doing this because it makes money. Oh, I just want them to fix it. Like I will go watch your Justice, Justice Leagues. Yeah. Why would they fix it if they're to making see, millions to, and but, millions but, of but dollars? So, so my point. thing is this: like Wonder Woman was a big thing for them. Like it made a a lot more than they were expecting it to. So I think that like is the things like the good ones, the ones that are are good movies, uh, are gonna make more than just the cash ins. Right, yeah. and so like you're, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think it's fixable, and I think they will continue. Like they see the money being made out there, but it's like if the, if any of them do really well, they'll double down on that. So hopefully they go the Wonder Woman route next time with whatever standalones they have going on, or the next Justice League or whatever. They go that route, and you know, get it get it going. They just maybe didn't have enough time to adjust between that movie and this movie. Well, that's it for this week. <laughs> It's been a crazy, crazy episode. Um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisart250. And John Wright 777 And Voltron84. What are we talking about next week? Anything? Anything on so the So we were talking about Stranger Things. Um, we Stranger for Things. the, uh, like, so we could potentially record it and people could listen to it on their holiday. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving week. week. Yes, you're right. Which means we need to record earlier. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about that. I'm down. <laughs> Um. So we'll have that next week. Please go to your podcast service of choice and uh, review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.